Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerdcade Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerdcade Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. And of course, we also want to shout out our lovely other Patreons over at patreon.com backslash Owen Podcast, including Derek Diamond, O-Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig, and I am The Rampage. Time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig, and we have a fabulous guest for you tonight. First guest of February. How honored are we? You know her from all of the things, including The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, the Just for Last Comedy Festival, and her very own comedy special, All the Best Choices, which you can stream right now on 800 Pound Gorilla Media. It's the one and only Jess Solomon. How are you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you? Nice to be here. Are we on? We're live like on um, the Discord? Uh, we're on Twitch right now. On Twitch. Okay. Then it'll be available on YouTube later on tonight. Okay, cool. What's oh, up, yeah, Twitch? We're twitching, dude. Uh, Jacob looks like he's about <laughs> about uh, two steps away from death, so we'll try to get through the show I tonight. Am. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't... Do you have COVID or what's going on? I hope so, honestly, because if I want it to kill me at this point, I've been sick for two weeks. We had to reschedule our guest last week because I was sick. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it comes a point in your life as an adult where you just can't be sick anymore. So people people get tired of it. Yeah, it's like people get tired of you. And I'm diabetic, too. So it's like I'm just getting sicker until I lose a foot. <laughs> Andy works around uh, special needs children, so yeah. uh, that's have have you actually been to work in the last two weeks? Like you just started that job, and you're... I worked yet today. <laughs> yeah, okay. I wasn't even connecting the you know immunity reasons or the immunocompromised reasons for not going into work with. Uh, Disabled kid. What did we? Call, what did you say? Disabled kids. Special, Special needs. Yeah, whatever kids. you want to call it. Dis- well, not any. You know, <laughs> anything. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With, with special needs kids. I was thinking like, oh, like everything was that you were saying was so sad, and then I just was getting sad, but also thinking, you know, like what a good person. But I wasn't even thinking of, um, yeah, you shouldn't go to work with with kids that are, you know, have immunocompromised scenarios. I guess. Yeah, Although maybe they right. don't. Yeah, they will be fine. I don't they're think resilient. Fine. I don't think he should go to work anyway because they can't learn anything from him. Like, there's no <laughs> way Jacob can Dude, teach anybody anything. I have to remember to bring my badge, or they'll think I'm one of the students. <laughs> they won't let me out of the fucking building. You do have a baby face, and you and you look healthy enough. I mean, it's February. I like. I'm so red right now, and I'm drinking a glass of red wine, and I fully look like I have one of those kind of like alcoholic rosacea faces. <laughs> and uh, and it's only like I wanted to say. Well, I'm also holding this microphone like this because this is the way that it works. Um, we discovered in the in the green room. But I um I I, I went to the gym and I like was rushed. That's why it's 
It's not alcoholism. Oh, Although, I thought it was that cares? rosy alcohol glow that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that's what it is. This is like really like a, a cry for help. So how, the, from the, tell the Twitch community, let me know. You're in Canada right now? I'm uh, I'm in New York now. Oh, I'm okay. Canadian, but I live here. Uh, so, yeah. The Why South did you do that? Me. Why did I do that? Yeah, that's a horrible <laughs> idea. I wasn't sure if you said, how did you do that? And I was like, do you really want to talk about the immigration process? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why? Um, I mean, you know, the the joke answers that I hated healthcare um, and, you know, <laughs> democracy. But um, it's just, it's, you know, it's a small market, Canada. It's not... This is the I'll just say that it's a, this is the broadest statement ever, but I stand by it. Okay, and that is that the things that make Canada a good country and a good country to live in make it terrible for show business, and the things that make America a terrible country make it excellent for show business. And so that's why I'm here, show business. So explain yeah. how that works. Like, how does <laughs> you know free healthcare kill the the entertainment industry? <laughs> I don't. I'm not getting the connection there. I guess it's just from in the general sense of, um, well, I don't know if it killed the entertainment industry. There's not really like a star system. There's a couple of things culturally, but one of the things I'd say is very generally um, difficult circumstances make for good comedy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like the political tensions here and like just all so of the layers, like there's so much going on here all the time. You know, it's like, yeah. Canada is like one channel and like America is like all of the streaming services. And, you know, you just like in, in terms of like, you just can't even keep up with what's going on. Um, it's a We're lot Hulu with the add-ons. Yeah. Canada's it's a lot Netflix. of it. So you're saying <laughs> yeah. good mental health doesn't, uh, doesn't do well for comedy. I mean, I don't, well, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. You should, um, Get as red in the face as possible from alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> from years of comedy, and just needing to kill time between spots and uh and drinking a lot. Um, and yeah, no, I don't, I I don't know if it's that, but it's just that politically, like, there's not. I mean, people there hate it when I say this because you know, of course, everybody thinks that their problems are problems, and I will say that as far as the indigenous people go, they have some. They've been treated very badly, but everybody else, it's, um, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like white people problems a little bit. Like <laughs> when you go, when I go home, it's just, it's honestly like a weight is lifted and it just feels so relaxing. And, you know, I go back to Montreal and people are complaining about the roads and there's too many orange cones and the construction and it's like corrupt and there's nobody, nothing gets fixed properly. And I'm just like, Give it to me. Like, oh, are like the French and English still upset with each other? Like, is there just, are there new language laws? Like, oh, do English people have to go to French school? Like, I just, I, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so relaxing. It's basically like a meditation for me at this point. I just wonder what problems Canadians actually have. Just like, amount of maple syrup, eh? Like, like that just seems like the worst of the problems up there. Other than it just being cold. New question: Is that racist? Yes or no? Let's discuss. Let's let's cancel Jason right now. Yeah. Why is it okay for me to uh, to imitate Canadians, but not okay to do a Mexican accent? Is it just because it's brown people? Why? Like, why do we? Why don't we have border security on the northern border to keep you damn Canadians out of our entertainment? Uh, I mean 
mean, in, in I wish I could uh, say I'm here to take your jobs, but my career is not going great right now. So. <laughs> hey, you were on the Tonight Show, so I don't want to hear it. I know. That was a very high jobs. point. That yeah, was a was high point. You wanna, that was definitely the peak. Yeah. You can take over this podcast for us if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I mean, doing anything. <laughs> I think you. I think when things are more equal in the world, that you could probably do all the accents. You know, it's just that I think it's like a function of the um, different status and place that people find themselves in. And I think Canada is a, for sure a legitimate target. I I have jokes, a lot of jokes about the Dutch, um, in my set, and I, you know. I don't think there are a lot of people you can make fun of anymore, but I think the Dutch are still squarely on the board. I will say that. Um, <laughs> I won't do the whole bit, but one of the one of the things that I say is, um, you know, the expression "youth is wasted on the young." Mm-hmm. Um, so I've adapted it to say, "Good looks are wasted on the Dutch," because they're <laughs> a very tall, very athletic, very strong, attractive people, but zero sex appeal, like nothing at all, like. Do you know what a short, hairy Italian man would do with that height and bone structure? Like, it's not a <laughs> so fair Jacob, world. You Jacob, know? How, and... do you, how do you feel as a Dutchman? Uh, with... <laughs> oh, are you Dutch? I'm not Dutch. I'm not fucking no, Dutch. You're not I'm Dutch. Scottish, actually. Okay, see, I was going to say, because you, you don't, you're sitting down, but you don't seem tall or athletic. <laughs> yeah, I'm very tall and just not athletic at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's no, yeah, what I'm saying is is that you're not that attractive but you have a lot of sex appeal. And that's how come you're not Dutch, I could tell. <laughs> Thank you. You're very sweet. You're very cute. It's I'm, all I'm just, you know what I mean? It's I don't know why I came on this podcast and started oh, the insulting J- the very sweet guy that the Jacob Craig. Oh, tell me more. The Jacob Craig sex appeal is just ninety. Is why we have ninety percent of our audience. Just like he's just raw sexuality. <laughs> you have amazing skin, I will say. Like gorgeous hair, gorgeous skin. And that's again. called alcohol yeah, <laughs> glow. I mean, I got to work on my lighting setup in here. I did not have time. Um, yes, I should powder my nose anyway. Um, I don't even, is this, this is a visual medium on Twitch. Um, yeah. So you can make fun of Canadians. I think that like, you know, there are problems like anywhere else. People, individual people have, have problems for sure. But this whole thing, like during the pandemic with like the truckers where it was like Trudeau's like Hitler and like, he's a dictator. It's like, what are you literally talking about? Like, this is, it's so wild, you know, like, yeah. Um, is Trudeau still the guy over there? Yeah, he's still the guy. Yeah, he um, he keeps he, you know he keeps winning. He's the first election he won. I mean, this is we have a parliamentary system, so the first election he won with the majority, and then the next two he won with a minority government. So he needs like other parties and people to like vote with his party to have a majority. So it's not he did lose something, but. There's not really any um, one, any contenders, you know, there's not really any competition. He's what too do you, handsome to lose. I mean, who's going to go up against him? The guy just, he's like the most Same handsome, one. he's like the most, Jacob Craig. <laughs> he's the most <laughs> handsome guy in government. And, you know, down here we get, yeah. you know, Donald Trump and yeah. Joe Biden, who's like 115 years old. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, dude, he's only a couple years younger than you. Yeah, exactly. 
Jacob, zing. <laughs> Fucking hate this guy. Anyways. Trudeau's, yeah. Trudeau survived the whole like blackface thing too. Like he's unstoppable. Yeah, that was that keeps that does come back, but it's not enough really. I mean, I should say it was there was a black face and also a brown face. Um, I think the brown face came out first where he dressed up. I don't know if it was like Aladdin or something like that. Um, but my wife, who's an Arab, um, was saying that Arabs don't really get upset about that because they're just like so surprised anybody wants to dress like them. <laughs> or <beat> them. Yeah. <laughs> um right. yeah i think you know the thing about trudeau is that he's a, he's a little bit clueless but i i really do feel that and again i'm ex- putting indigenous people aside because they've been truly treated horribly um including by the trudeau government uh they've been really screwed over like historically it's like our national you know I don't know. What do you want to call it? Uh, um, that's, origi- yeah, origi- sin original here. sin. Original sin. That's been happening since the beginning of mankind. And it's no, for keep, sure. You guys keep... had it here too, but everybody is, you know, then you had slavery. So you never even really got to the indigenous people. Oh, yeah, just wait yeah, till the aliens worse. come. The aliens are going to come and just enslave all of us. I, I feel it's going to happen here pretty soon. I mean, if the aliens don't, don't come, it's either the aliens or the AI robots. Oh, yeah. AI is going to take over first, and then the aliens are going to come. Where are the aliens going to come, Jason? Uh, Do you remember uh, the the Mui Mui, uh, thing they were talking about a few years ago? They said it was like a uh, a big space rock that came into the solar system. Tiny space balloon? Uh, Yeah, the big big space balloon. No, not that balloon. It's called like Mui Mui or something. And it came into the solar system, and it was acting all weird, and then it left, and it was supposed to be like some big asteroid. And now they're now they're saying like, you know, maybe it was aliens. And what if it was? What if the aliens sent like a, a probe, and they're like, "Yep, the motherfuckers are still fucked up. Let's go get them." And now they're on their way. What if they're on their way right now to enslave all of us, so that we, you know, like have to like mine minerals out of the earth, and then they're gonna kill us. What makes you think they want our minerals? Have you never watched a science fiction movie, man? That's why the Yeah, but why do they come. want our minerals? They're What's gonna... different about our minerals? I don't know. Maybe they need them for something. Then why? Gonna... They have spaceships, dude. They don't need iron. <laughs> Maybe they need Fucking water. Have it. Maybe their planet ran out of, of clean water. I love that. Jason's their spaceship's going to overheat. On the way here. <laughs> That's what they need the water for. Their, their spaceship is overheating and they need some water to put in the radiator. They just need an oil change. Yeah. I like that Jason's idea of what the aliens are coming for and what they want is like what man has thought that they want in science fiction <laughs> movies. Boom. And the anal what they probes. really want is some good old... They want some good old Earthland butt. That's what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe you in aliens? Exactly what they're coming for, Jess. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think it'd be very um, egotistical and narrow to think that we're the only group out there in the whole universe. I and that, yeah, I think they are. And yeah. didn't like the I. This is you know saying that there's so much to keep track of Did, during COVID, like the height of COVID when we we're all quarantined. Amongst all of the things that were happening, is that can you guys hear my dog? Yeah. Um, 
she hears the aliens. Um, <laughs> the dogs will know. I, I feel like the, the CIA or the Pentagon confirmed yeah. that they had found evidence of life, mm-hmm. extraterrestrial life. So I, and I, they just kind of slipped that in, you know, when mm-hmm. they just slip that stuff in, when they're like, there's enough going on, like, we'll just be like, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, we did. Exactly. Anyway. Because when they did it, everybody was just like, all right, we got this freaking pandemic virus going around. There's people dying every day. Aliens, fuck it. Why not? That's pretty yeah, much what happened. Like the, this would be the time that nobody has like the bandwidth to deal with it. So let's yeah. just throw it out. So yeah, I even think it's been it's been confirmed. I just wonder. I hadn't thought before about what, the race, but like, what will who will come for us first? If it will be our own AI robots that man has created, or if it will be the aliens, and if those two have to face off, who do you guys think would win? Mm. Oh shit, IBM Watson versus fucking the queen mother from Alien? I don't know, dude. <laughs> so one plays you, chess, one plays checkers, you know what I'm saying? You think the AI is going to be like Terminators, or is it going to be kind of like, you know, sleek robots like iRobot? I realize I asked this question Roombas. and I don't watch sci-fi really, so I don't really know what to compare it to. But the I mean, AI Roombas is versus like, aliens. The what? Robots versus Roombas aliens. versus aliens is like the next big blockbuster by James Cameron. <laughs> Robots <laughs> versus aliens on a plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Let's write it. Yeah, I mean the problem, the, the the difficulty that the robots have is that they they're limited a little bit by what by who's created them, which is us. They have surpassed right. us, but. Also, like, do you guys ever think about that the people, maybe you guys wouldn't think about this, that the people that are creating the AI and mostly making these robots that will then take us over are, are mostly men, hey. <laughs> scientists. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to ruin, we ruin everything we touch. Like, yeah, that's a, those are the personalities that, like, that, that they're getting fed, you know? But here's I, the thing. Most of the people that are creating things like AI are people that are, like, way too smart for their own good. They're, like... The smartest of the human race. Wow. But socially, cult, like, what's going on with that? That's the thing. Like, 99.9% of the rest of us are, are dumb shits. So, like, we're, not, we're, we're no match for the AI. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're but they're creating... all... Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. <laughs> I just feel like they're not getting, like you know, personalities of regular people that like would be fun to hang out with. Like, you know, like they're just getting information and I don't know if they're, I mean, I get, I don't know. It's not like necessarily the most well-rounded best people that are programming them necessarily. Well, yeah, Definitely I mean, smart in one way. They're creating unstoppable death robots that have like never gotten laid before. So it's like they're just going to come out and they're just going to like shoot at every teenage girl who's rejected the fucking scientists that turned them down. Exactly. Guys, I'm, I don't know. I didn't mean to come on this podcast and preemptively cancel robots, but I think I'm doing it. We should smash our computers right fucking now before the FBI That's repels the through my window. The AI is learning from the Internet like they're they're. They, they, the AIs like chat GPT and all that, they're learning from the internet. And if we know anything is that mm-hmm. the worst people are on the internet that they're learning from. 
Including us and these three boxes. Yeah, we're talking about it right now. We're going to be the first ones they come after. Like, these motherfuckers talking shit. I don't know, dude. I feel like they would take one look at chat roulette and then just, like, burn the whole fucking planet down. <laughs> I mean, deserved, I guess. The thing that makes me the saddest in terms of, like, the, the programming and stuff is, you know, when you go somewhere like at the airport and there's someone like a human person whose job it is to teach you how to use the self-check-in stuff and the bag check printing thing and just to phase out their own job you know they're just there to like be like oh and this is how you do it so next time i don't have to be here at all and you know i I just it makes me i'm like why are we doing this we're doing this to ourselves so do you think the future is more like wally where we let AI take over all the jobs for us, and then we all just become fat and lazy and, you know, eating pizza out of a cup. (laughs) I mean, Jacob's already started. He's got, like, a 20-year start. Yeah, that's best-case scenario. Cup pizza? (laughs) Cup of pizza. Yum, I would do that. So that cup pizza, dude. I would eat it. Pizza probably tastes better out of a cup. I mean, then the cup should be pizza, too. Isn't that like what they have at Panera? It's like the bowl of bread and then the food. Like, Yeah, yeah, the the bowl should be the crust of the pizza. That way you could eat the bowl when you're done with with the the soup of pizza that's in the cup. I mean, what if the bowl was pepperoni? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That seems leaky. (laughs) I'm a visionary. Dad, Jacob's very leaky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) leaky and greasy so I don't know how we got on AI but that was a fun conversation Uh, (laughs) but let's talk about your career a little bit Um, you did uh, Mm. do the Tonight Show Um, what is that like we've had a couple of people on the show that have been on the Tonight Show I love hearing about it because that's a dream it, you know what it was really it was in 20 spring of 2019 and so, uh, you know, pre-COVID and it was everything that you would want that experience to be, honestly, like from my friends that came in to the, you know, car coming to pick you up, dropping you off at 30 Rock. The tourists are there. They're like, who's coming out of this SUV? Is it someone from SNL? And they're like, and you're like coming out and they're like, you know, obviously disappointed because they have no idea who you are and you're nobody, <laughs> but still you get out of the car and then there's a page assigned and they take you through 30 rock and you go up to um, the dressing rooms and all of the dressing rooms have a, a, at least when I did it, I think it's probably still the case, a different theme, um, decorative theme. Mine was sort of like, um, I want to say like Cuban cigar kind of Ooh. villa i don't know I, I don't know how to describe it but yeah it was like had a cool like vibe uh jane goodall was on my episode and they had put her in i don't know if this was on purpose i don't know that she would have requested it but they had like a jungle theme um room <laughs> and um and it was you know people make a lot of fun of jimmy fallon for being such a big laugher, such an easy laugher, someone who, yeah, exactly. Like the guy that, you know, messed up Trump's hair and paved his way to the white house. It's all Jimmy Fallon's fault. No, but you know, that, that kind of very agreeable 
you know, uphold the status quo, whatever, you know, type of guy. But when it's your turn to go out, especially for the first time to do late night, like you want that guy who is just so happy and easy and like laughing at your jokes. And, um, you know, as we were able to take a picture and, um, he came backstage and he'd been to Montreal and he, you know, made, we made some jokes about poutine and, um, my, my mom was there, uh, and sister, my mom, this was like the first time I think she kind of got it. Um, although there was a moment right before, uh, like the night before, two days before where she was like, got worried about what I was going to, she got over the excitement of that. I was doing it and got started to get worried about her friends watching it and what I was going to say about Israel in particular. (laughs) And then like a little bit concerned about my, like what I was wearing and, um, how it was going to look kind of thing. And, um, it just, you know, I, there's a lot of moments in comedy where you feel yourself like in a big scenario, whatever's big at the time for, you know, the biggest thing you've done at that point where you've sometimes it's happened to me. I don't know if you guys, where you kind of come out of your body a little bit and you're not really in it and you're kind of just going through it. I, I just backstage before they opened the curtain, I just really, um, remember thinking like this could be the biggest thing this could be it you know like just truly and people always say like have fun out there it never really registered but this time I was like just stay in your body and enjoy it it's so quick and it takes so long to get here and I actually stayed in my body and had fun and the roots were there And it wasn't, you know, because I knew that at the time with some other shows, the hosts weren't there, right? They taped it beforehand and they just made it look like he was Colbert throwing it to the comic, but he was, you know, but Fallon was there and he, he would, he was personally pumping up the crowd before I, before the curtain opened. And he's like, you know, her friends are here. Her mom is here. Give it up for them. She's got an album coming out. Like he was really just, he's just such a host and such a good time. And and then um, afterwards, uh, Questlove, like they come and he came and like you um, sign the drumsticks and anyway, like from that night. And yeah, it was it was really like a dream. And then my wife was so sweet. She did like a little after party for me and had a, like a comedy photographer there. That's amazing. And uh, put together a little book um, of the photos from that night. And it was uh the best. It felt like the butt mitzvah I'd never had because there was like the huge billboard, like the like the blown up picture of my album cover and like the the cue cards and people were like, you know, friends came and like signed them and took pictures and that's you guys don't know this, but that's like a classic bar butt mitzvah thing is that there's like a big picture on like the foam core of the bar mitzvah or butt mitzvah girl and like all the friends kind of sign in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so- one more thing. Was this too much already? Oh no! I don't know. Oh, you're um, good. Yeah. There. So, I had um. I'm forgetting her name. A model that was on the show. Um. And Eddie Klum. No, it wasn't someone you guys would know. I don't think Giselle. She's mostly known for having like a skin pigmentation. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, you know my I mean? girlfriend's a real big fan of her, but I can't remember. She's her cool, name. and I just can't remember her name right now. She was on the show and Jane Goodall, who I was really great um, and fun to meet for two minutes, two seconds. Did she get you to know, bring but... any gorillas with her? <laughs> no, there... no, I didn't have the animal segment. I mean, imagine, I don't think she does that stuff, <laughs> but late night shows do that stuff for sure. Oh yeah. And Fallon would be all about it. Um, 
No, there was a share was there, which was so major. Cher was there because she they taped two episodes that night. It was a week of Easter and, and Passover. So there was no um, show taping on Friday, but that was when my episode was airing. So they taped two on the Monday and it was Cher and then in the early one and that was airing on Monday. And then we taped the Friday one on Monday. And so the whole episode was Cher. There was a show on Broadway at the time about Cher. And so there were all of these different shares walking around. There was like young share, medium share, like <laughs> older share, like real share. And um, I like a good medium share. <laughs> yeah, medium share is my favorite. A good medium share. And she, um, and so that, she's just such a huge star. And um, it was like very, everybody was very excited. And it kind of got pushed back a little bit because she wanted to take, do a lot of takes and, Anyway, all that to say that um, my wife went to go watch it like from the side and was like quite, and she's not a huge Cher fan, but even she just to be in the presence of, you don't really realize, there's not that many stars like that anymore where you feel kind of like, oh, yeah. like my knees are a bit. And, um, and then at the end, she came out down the hallway and everybody was like casually just like at their door, you know, like not in their room, just kind of like wanting to get a glimpse of her. Just like, no, I just happened to be hanging out in this hallway. And she came down and um, the model woman took a picture with her. She had her own photographer with her. So, um, and I didn't do that, but I made eye contact with her and I'm so embarrassed about um <laughs> You know, it's just like the moment and you don't like, you just panic. Oh, yeah. But I've had many moments like that where oh you meet certain celebrities and you're just like, I would have a million things to say to this person. And then you meet that person and you're like, I, I can't think of a single question to ask no, or anything. Yeah, zero. And like all that came to my head literally as she walked by was, and I thank God, I really don't think she heard me. I don't project well. Um, I said, great job out there. Hey. <laughs> like literally great set. You know, like that was just my reflex. Like, hey, Cher, you know what? Like, you did you, that was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. You know, you might make it in this town. Yeah. Uh, and by One the way, day. was the uh, the model was her name Winnie Harlow? Yes. 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 Okay. You got it. To yeah, be completely honest, Chief, like I wouldn't recognize Cher off the, the street. That's because you're no? like twelve years old. You don't know anything yeah. before like 2010. No, I only know her from being an Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Okay. I didn't even know she was in that. I didn't either. Oh, hell yeah, she was an Inspector Gadget, dude. You know, she looks so, like, she looks so amazing. And I don't know if it's because she kind of, like, started doing plastic surgery early. And so she, like, <laughs> it's kind of looked normal. I don't know, because... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's called money. <laughs> that's just called money. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Reds Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. But then like Madonna, you know, speaking of aliens, looks like otherworldly. <laughs> <laughs>
and uh, she has body like it's crazy because she's really old now yeah so how old is Cher? Ask how many her, millennia uh, has Cher been on this planet she's got to be like 80 now right she might be 80 at least like because i know her mom 75. just passed away and her mom was like a hundred oh hell yeah dude guys i actually went to a hundred year old birthday party uh, around christmas have you ever been to a hundred year old birthday party no no is it really fun or really sad no well in this case it was really fun because no, we live in we like, live in, in the south shape. We live in the South. People rarely last like past 50 down here. <laughs> <laughs> the food is not healthy. No. <laughs> right? No. Is that why you're... We eat a lot of, uh, you know, or gravy and, <laughs> and fried foods. Everybody drops dead of heart disease by like 60. Mm. But Cher it? wasn't an inspector gadget, by the way. <laughs> 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 I'm glad I, I that we weren't like, oh yeah, we remember. I was hanging just to see if if she was in Inspector Gadget. I was, I was, uh, I was, I was on the edge. Sherry O'Terry. I was on the edge of my seat there, Jacob. Thanks for uh, for clearing that. I was thinking of Sherry O'Terry. I thought Sherry O'Terry was Cher. Mm, because okay. of the first name sounding similar. It, that's exactly why. Okay. Well, Cher's full name is actually Sherry O'Terry. Oh. Damn. That's true. <laughs> Here's the thing, Jess. Like, uh, I'm 45 and Jacob is like 22 now. What are you, 22 now? Yeah, I have a birthday coming up. Thanks for remembering. Yeah. So there's huge age gaps. So we try to fill in each other's uh, blank spots of pop culture. And uh, has, um, has Jacob taught you anything interesting that you didn't know pop culture was? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> what Jason, you're you, so Jacob? mid, dude. Huh? <laughs> Jason, you're so mid. What is you're mid? You're so mid when you could be daddy. What does that mean? What is mid? <laughs> exactly. You don't know the young kid slang. And I That's don't want to. Because look. No, Jason's taught me a lot. Okay. Yeah, I make any, him watch. Any highlights? I make him watch movies that he hates. <laughs> like Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. <laughs> the worst fucking Halloween movie ever made, and he swears that it's a cinema masterpiece. It is. I I I haven't watched that many horror movies. I know those are more like comedy, probably. Although I did just watch the menu. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh no, but I want to. It sounds good. It's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, I've eaten off of a lot of menus lately. <laughs> I haven't seen it's, it though. It's a good. It's it's a a f very well paced, fun horror comedy, and it really skewers not no pun the um, booty world. Yeah, gotcha. it's a little bit like in this theme of there's also this movie, The Triangle of Sadness, that's up for an Oscar, and it's. Um, He's like a little bit like White Lotus too, you know, like a kind of um, commentary on and I don't know, like satire of the very wealthy, and it's fun to see them go down, you know, <laughs> the Bermuda the tables turned or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. Bermuda Triangle of Sadness is what I call Jacob's house. <laughs> Dude, the Triangle of Sadness was loosely based off your divorce. Shut up. Ah! <laughs> 
So tell us. I can't watch. You guys are it's really like divorced dad and uh, like stepson <laughs> scenario here. It pretty much is because I have to teach Jacob so much stuff. Wait, how did you guys meet and start this podcast? Is that have you been through that so many times? Through doing comedy, we have, but comedy. Know. Yeah, you for... know, it really comedy really brings old and young people together. Yeah, we actually debuted like the first time ever doing stand up. We were both booked on a show. Our first time ever doing stand up. So we both did stand up for the first time, 30 seconds away from each other. Oh my God. But okay. But so Jason, you started later. Yeah. I was I... 17. Jason was 65. <laughs> okay. So you had hope. You still have hope. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can still make it out. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't actually meet did and you... become friends until like two or three years later um, when we started going to, because the reason I did comedy that night is because there's there was nowhere around here that was doing comedy nights or any kind of like open mics or anything. So, and I always wanted to try comedy. And our, we have a mutual friend uh, who's also a comedian. His name's Wally. Uh, got booked on this um, show uh, from the guy wanted to have comedians and music and all kind of stuff. And I got asked if I wanted to do a five minute set. And I was like, yes, I would love to try comedy. This sounds awesome. And went and did comedy, and Jacob was there. I thought he was terrible. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, true story. I didn't talk to Jason afterwards because his comedy was so bad. Yeah, mine was awful. It was like the worst five minutes you could possibly come up with. And I mean, then, uh, But we didn't actually... You guys actually... were just starting, so it's yeah. fair, but... but, um, but... Now, do you love each other's comedy? Are you guys huge fans of each other? Um, Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we help each other out a lot we help yeah. each other with bits and tags and stuff so it's nice to have like an ingrained writing partner yeah that is that is huge you know i i'm married to a comedian and your story sounds a lot like our story yeah we're practically common law married i feel like <laughs> we don't have an age difference but it was about like two years before anything sexual happened and we were just like, you know, two people on the scene. She was already there. Um, All right, Jacob, I we've known each other for about seven years now. Are you ready for the sex to start happening? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. No, it's good. You, you don't want to be locked into this comedy couple thing too early. <laughs> no, but the fun <laughs> thing was is after, after we started, they, they, there was an open mic that started here um, in our city. And we started doing that. And then it started to spread out from there, you know, and, um, at, at that particular open mic, like a cancer. Yeah, pretty much. And then that particular yeah. open mic we used to do, we would, um, after every, you know, open mic, all the comedians would just kind of hang out and, you know, help like throw jokes at one another, just kind of do like a writing session for a couple of hours afterwards. And that's when me and Jacob really kind of struck up a friendship. Um, just doing that. And I think the first time we actually officially met, we uh, we did a roast of Harry Potter that somebody that that they booked for that that place. And I got to play Voldemort and Jacob was uh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> Wait, Jason, were you uh, like a Harry Potter person? Because I feel I like like 45, I it's like not. 
I knew nothing about Harry Potter. I basically went on uh, the internet and read the synopsis of like the Harry Potters because I'd seen the movies, but I don't know who's who or what's what. So I just kind of like looked up characters and what the, you know, kind of like just looking through the internet. And I was like, ah, that, I'll, I'll write some jokes off of this. And it was okay. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about Harry Potter. I mean, that's the road. You guys have a roasty relationship. So it makes sense as an origin story. And also yeah. it's fun to have a writing partner with like such a different perspective because you can give each other jokes that like also that wouldn't work coming from you, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I gave Jason all my jokes and have the N word in it. <laughs> He's lying. He like, I, yes, I can see that about this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like you'd say it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. This is the um, biggest wine glass in the world. I feel like it's like that. Was there an SNL sketch where the wine glass just gets so huge? I'm like, anyway. Yeah, it was. That's the kind of wine glass where it goes in the stem. So you <laughs> got to make sure that you don't miss a single drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. That's what I would want to have is the, uh, the pizza cup where the cup is pizza and the, a glass of wine where it comes down the stem. See, that's the thing. You could shape it like uh, a wine glass. That way you could have fancy pizza in a cup and you could toast yeah you could toast with pizza pizza toast yeah let's toast I mean, our pizzas i could see that you know if you're like at a watching sports or something and you want to be like cheersing your team do we, <laughs> yeah. i don't know anything about like <laughs> yeah that's the that most canadian way to describe you your team. <laughs> when you're watching the sports and you cheers your team hip hip hooray Every time I bring us forth, I like instantly regret it. I'm like, what am I doing? This is not. Yeah. Don't feel Although bad. I, we I don't do watch sports either. either. So don't feel bad. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of funny you being from, from Canada because I actually watch hockey more than I watch any other like American sport. I do like hockey. I, I mean, I, I used to, you know, watch the Montreal Canadians a lot and I, just don't really get it here. Um, so I haven't, and I'm not enough of a hockey fan that I just will watch this. Did I drop this? That oh, I'll just fine. watch um, the NHL, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would watch my team kind of thing, but I've sort of fallen out with it. My little, like my nephews are really into hockey now, but they live in Toronto. And so they're big Blue Jays fans, uh, Blue Jays. Um, there are Blue Jays fans, but they're Maple Leafs fans. This wine is is hitting me, guys. Am I getting redder? Who knows? Um, I, <laughs> but it's it's it is a, a huge shame because you know Toronto and Montreal are uh, rivals as cities. Um, I don't even think as hockey, although the Leafs may be better now and Montreal's kind of bad now. But um, historically, the Leafs have been a shitty team, and it kills me that they're being raised in Toronto and they have. They're big fans of the Leafs. They came to Montreal one weekend that I was there, and the younger one asked his dad for a Montreal Canadiens jersey at the airport before they left, and it was like my greatest <laughs> accomplishment of the last few years. And then his, he, my brother-in-law was so pissed, and I was like, "Yeah, hockey is just so much more interesting to watch than any like American sports are just slow and boring. Baseball, football, you get like, you know." 15 seconds of action and then like 10 minutes of commercials and 
puddles and whatever else. I mean, so, I like that it doesn't go out the puck. That keeps it. Oh, yeah. And it's on ice, obviously. So that, the fact that it's on ice and that it, uh, it doesn't go out makes for a lot more speed and fun. And there's always the looming threat that someone's going to get their jugular sliced open by a skate, which is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they do, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's no, no skates. <laughs> If you get your throat oh, that cut, plastic dish. yeah. If you get your throat cut playing uh, air hockey, you're playing with the wrong people, there, Jake. Yeah, right. You get shark. Like you, you owe someone some money over an air hockey game. If you get your throat slit. I How mean, many fights like, are there in hockey? I feel like there's not enough. There's a, there's a. I don't. I mean, I haven't really kept up with hockey that much recently, but I. I mean, generally they were always fighting. I remember. Um, Especially, you know, you know it's going to get into a big thing when they pull their gloves off and they start punching yeah. with their actual fists. And yeah. usually it takes a minute for the ref to, you know. But they're wearing a lot of pads and yeah. they will pull off their helmets, though. And they just, like, they're kind of, like, pulling at each other and, and they're moving on the skates and there's, like, a whole group of them that come into it and then there'll be a penalty. And, I mean, I do like that with the penalty, you you, you know, you lose a player. And so it can be like five against four or five against three. You pull out your, do people do this in other sports? Maybe in soccer. I don't know. I don't think in soccer you get a penalty, but you don't lose a player or do you? I don't know. I don't think I've ever watched a soccer game in my entire life. Okay. So so someone will let you know, but I, I, and me know, but the, uh, it's the fact that you have these like power plays. So for two minutes, like you could be up a player and it changes the whole game. And then at the end, you know, if you're down, you like pull out your goalie and get an extra player. Um, that's always I just like those aspects. I really find fun, and I like the I like the last time and... I pulled out my goalie, I got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask for consent before you pull out your yeah, goalie. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Yeah, now. Right, you have to ask permission first, <laughs> and you have to be very careful and protect yourself with the pizza cup. Oh, yeah. Is that anything? Oh. Pizza cup. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I mean I we gotta say. get a you guys have to have that as like some kind of merch, the pizza cup. Oh no, you pizza. said that's already a thing. Never mind. Is it a thing though? Oh no, did you make that up? I can't remember. I've like I now the so. wine is hitting me and I can't remember if you were telling me about something people eat in the <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, of no. course, you know, in Mississippi, they have these pizza. I'm like going to go down there the next time and be like, let's get those famous pizza cups. And people are like, what are you talking about? See, we've got we so much good, cups, but... good food down here, and I've never had poutine, and I want to have it one of these days. Mm. We don't get good it's... Canadian cuisine all the way down here on the Gulf Coast. I mean, I poutine is, is really good. I, when I was a kid, I didn't really get it. I just like French fries. I didn't really get the gravy and the, but once I started drinking, (laughs) I, it's like the first thing I eat. I don't even care if it's like from a good place. I mean, almost like you want to get the, the, like the traditional one, not like the fancied up version you want. Um, like the fast food, there's a chain of uh, fast food restaurants in Quebec called La Belle Provence. Like the night, the you Belle is up. beautiful <laughs> province, the province of Quebec. It's a fast food chain. Anyway, 
you get your you get your poutine there. They've got the like the standard gravy, the cheese curds that like the squeaky. Oh yeah. The fries where they haven't like changed the grease in the fryer for a long time. It's got you oh, know. Yeah. So yeah. if I if I yeah. want to make poutine, oh, my goalie's out right now. So if I'm thinking wanna... about some fucking poutine, <laughs> I'm calling the cops. This Karen is. <laughs> so if I want to make some some poutine at home. So what kind of fries do I start with? Is it is it crinkle cut? Is it steak fries? No. Shoestring? Um, Ooh, shoestring well, at the good. fast food place, it's a little bit like sort of in between, you know, like kind of like a fast food fry, you know, like a McDonald's French fry. You could have it like that. Or you can get generally like they'll be more um, a little bit thicker, you know, like McDonald's fries are quite match sticky, but so like let's say a little like bit thicker. Uh, Burger that. King, like Burger King fries. Are those thicker? Okay. Yeah. Um, my sister works at McDonald's. I can't go to Burger King. Uh, Is it just a, <laughs> a brown gravy? Just like a regular brown gravy? Yeah, I I even think you know what guys. So there's um they make poutine gravy that you can buy in the grocery store because during when we went the height of COVID in New York. We went back to Canada and we were in the woods and we went to the grocery store there and we saw that there was like, we we actually made our own poutine um, where we were because you know how you couldn't go to restaurants and whatever. Um, and so when I go back to Montreal the next time, I'm going to get a, because it comes in a can, right? I'm, I'll get like a can of one of the brands that like has poutine and they put out the gravy and what, anyway, I'll send you the gravy. I don't know if the gravy is different where you are, but I'm sure any any gravy is good. The main thing is is that you want the you want to have the the fries, at least half of them still feeling crispy. Some will be a little bit wet mm-hmm. um, from the gravy. You nice. want and you want the gravy <laughs> hot enough that it like melts the cheese curd, but that some of them are still whole and that they're still like formed. So that you get some, like, some melted, you know, where you get a string, but that you still get the experience of the, of the squeak in the, in the, in the bunch. What exactly is a cheese curd? Is it something I get in the cheese section of the deli? No, I can answer this question, dude. We have, we have cheese curds, okay? It's literally just fried cheese, Bubba. It's in a ball instead of a stick. Therefore, it's not a mozzarella stick. No, 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 it's not fried. No, it's not fried. What? It's, what is it? No, I don't. It's, it's like a part of the. I think when you make the cheese, it's like something that kind of is like left over. Maybe you know what? I don't know. I have to. I don't even know what. Oh hell is. yeah, dude! But though it's not fried, it tastes like it's it's um, it's like pieces of cheese. Like we usually get them in a bag, and they're like all cool. kind of various sizes, and they're they're hard, and they're like a bit squeaky. They have a bit of a you know not like. Like a sort of in between a mozzarella and a cheddar. Like it's not like a sharp. But it's a hard peat. Like that's and so it melts a bit, but so you you want to be able to like still have some crispy fries, but you put your fork in, you get some of the the string from some melted, but then on the side, you've got a couple of like crispy pieces of fries and mm. that haven't been like too much in, you know, and that um the cheese curds are still, you know, there's some that are still intact. So and still get a sweet. Your definition of a cheese curd is cheese that wasn't good enough to eat the first time. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> no, I got, okay, you know what? I have an internet here too. Let me see. Let me just see quickly. Because cheese talk- curds to us, I had cheese curds when I was in Iowa. It's like a northern 
American food. It's literally just a fried ball of like some some white cheddar cheese. Okay, so that's true. It, I'm like now I'm seeing a lot of Wisconsin things come up. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin and yeah. Iowa are close, I think. Yeah, but no, but there is a, the there's the fried version, and I've had that, and that is good. But there's the part before before it's fried. Uh, cheese curds are moist pieces of curdled milk moist. eaten either alone or as a snack or used in prepared dishes they are consumed throughout northern united states the northern united states and canada what are cheese curds made of they're small okay. pieces of, they're curdled milk roughly the size of peanuts in the shell with a mild and cheddar-like flavor fresh cheese curds have a rubbery texture that causes a squeak when you bite into them bite into them <laughs> curds are often eaten Plain or with herbs, garlic, and spices, fried cheese curds are also popular. Okay, so the next time milk in the fridge expires, I need to just not throw it out <laughs> and make my own cheese curds. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we have a lot of, like, um, in Quebec, there's a lot of, I, I know that we have a lot of more, like, loose laws around pasteurization, and we have some very, like, high-level cheeses and things that would not be oh, allowed. Yeah in the u.s um so wait are, you, like, you're telling French. me that you you have access to illegal cheese and you're just <laughs> well, it, now would be illegal. it would be it might be illegal here because things are more kind of um controlled in terms of like things that they, we are allowed in france or in, in quebec like with respect to pasteurization laws that you know some allow for certain kinds of fine cheeses are not allowed i think in in um in the u.s because they're more strict with some regulations on that i mean you think you know everything everyone here is like oh no regulations freedom man but it's like you don't even know about certain cheeses see we can't even get cheese curds here i I just looked up one that's crazy considering everything you're allowed to eat in mississippi Yeah, all we have. Yeah, right. I looked it up at the at and on Walmart.com, and the only thing that comes up is cottage cheese. Okay, maybe Walmart.com isn't the. Do you guys have like a like a like a <laughs> call um, out? Jason doesn't see. know how to Google. No, but do you guys have like a like a cheese shop? Like, I don't know. Probably, probably. Like places <laughs> that specialize in. No, but in you guys, are you in like a hip part of Mississippi or? Oh, yeah. Are you in like an Austin there? Well, sort of. No. Ocean Springs likes to think of themselves as the arty, artsy community. Wait, what is it called? Ocean Springs? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's where we live is, is Ocean Springs. I'm coming Ooh. to visit you and I'm bringing a bag of cheese curds and uh, cans of gravy. Yeah. Yeah. I regularly eat alligator. That's what part of the South we're in. You know, I have had alligator once in, and it was in Montreal. It was a restaurant that was like, I don't know if it was make serving different kinds of Latin American food. I did try it and it was uh it's chewy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of chewy. It tastes it tastes it tastes like a cheap meat. It tastes like chicken or pork or something like that. Yeah. Like, Everyone says that everything tastes like chicken when they don't know what to say. I think it's very gamey. Like. I I'm not a yeah. fan. But it is. Oh, I'm a, a big fan, dude. The gas station down the street sells gator balls. I hit them up, man. Wait, wait, what is that? What do you think Gator Balls is off of a (laughs) knee-jerk reaction? I mean, it sounds like a sausage ball, but, like, made from the gator parts and maybe fried. 
with maybe a marinara or something or a dip of some kind. So it's basically like you batter up some alligator meat and you put it with some uh, some like spicy peppers or something like that or jalapeno yeah. peppers and put it in a bowl and fry it. Okay. So I, it's I, not the, do alligators have actual balls? Oh yeah, for I think sure. They're inside of them. They don't like hang off like <laughs> like mammals. Okay. No, <laughs> that wouldn't be like or, or not hydraulic or not uh, what's aerodynamic in the water. Um, you know what I mean. So I looked up I mean, Rouse's Markets, which is like the upscale supermarket near me, and I still can't yeah. find cheese curds. But uh, what is Il Formaggio? I mean, Can that you just fucking so... get cheese curds in America. You can in Vermont for sure, or Wisconsin. You can in Wisconsin. Fromaggio is, um, I guess, cheese in Italian. All right, here, here we go. Cheese and charcuterie, charcuterie. Uh, let's. I see. mean, cheese curds are not like an upscale thing that you would put on a charcuterie plate, but yeah, but down here we would think that shit's fancy. <laughs> but it comes okay, in a plastic bag and you eat it like a, you know. But yeah. <laughs> Don't say charcuterie like that, okay? Charcuterie. <laughs> you make me feel stupid. <laughs> charcuterie. Uh, also, cheese curds are 100% legal. It's just we live in a shit part of the country where we can't get them. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring you guys. Or I'll, like, send it to you or something. You there must be a way. Send us a couple do. of bags, and I'll go, get, I'll go make some, some gravy, and I'll go get some good French fries from somewhere and make, make some poutine. Yeah. I think the French fries, you know, you, yeah, you don't want them too skinny. They're not like steak fries, um, not super potato-y. You just want to be able to get like a couple of them on your fork that you pick up with the gravy and, you know, grab a few pieces of cheese with it. And it's, it's really popular on the ski hills, like in the, like, you know, like that's like the only daytime really poutine is like if you're like snowboarding or skiing and or like somewhere in the woods, winter kind of place on the road, or late night in the city after the bar. It sounds good, and I'm starving, and I'm I'm ready. I'm to getting go eat. so hungry, actually. <laughs> but I I will say that another thing that um I forgot about that somewhat I I went to um Jackson Hole, Wyoming recently, and I was chatting with some people, and they had been to Montreal, and the thing they didn't even bring up poutine. The thing that they really loved, um, which I didn't realize is any. Thing that special is the beaver tail which is Ooh. like um a fried dough that's like flat like a beaver tail and it comes with like you know chocolate or powdered sugar or like all those um different toppings maple syrup and yeah i'm down um, that's for really this. good that's another good thing i'd, eat. Tails. I'd eat beaver <laughs> well, they're not real. <laughs> I don't think you should eat. It's like I mean, even like... if it was, I'd eat it. <laughs> what is it called when you can't drink the water from like a river because the beavers have been mating? Flint, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Montezuma's exactly. revenge. I know that's what you get in Mexico if you drink. Uh, yeah. Water. Um... I keep thinking it's yellow fever, but oh, it's not dysentery. That. That's what it is, dysentery. But there's a like a more colloquial term for it. Um, 
It's not, is it beaver even... fever? I don't know. Anyway, okay. Beaver, oh, no, dude. <laughs> I, I went through a really bad case of beaver fever when I was in high school. Dark times, man. I played bass for I beaver, feel like you haven't fever. left that phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm all about the beaver. You know what they say. Okay, um, so you're straight. We get it. Um, listen, I, okay, this is going to sound actually made up, but my the high school, I, I went to an all-girls private school, which I know you guys are like, what? We can't believe it, um, in Montreal. And my school was called Miss Edgar's and Miss Cramp School, which was a real place and not part of Harry Potter. And the two founders, Miss Edgar and Miss Cramp, were lesbians, or as they were known in 1909, oh, yeah. roommates. And our school mascot was the beaver. Can you believe, like, our the school mascot of our all-girls school was the beaver. Our yearbook was called the yeah. Beaver Log. We had the beaver on the crest of our uniform with a Latin motto around it <laughs> that said, non nobis et urbi et orbi, which is Latin for not for yourselves, but for others, like a message of service, but so inappropriate. Um, our cheer was hip hip hooray, hip hip hooray, beaver ray. Like what? It's like oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and I'm married to a woman, so listen. Yeah, I think you were brainwashed. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that they don't don't tell the Republican Party. Yeah, Bay, right. Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm just surprised they let women get educated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is it. <laughs> For now, you know. <laughs> it hasn't worked out well. But uh, but we're coming up on the hour, and it has flown by, and we didn't even get to talk about your album that you recorded. Oh. Uh, tell us about the I album. I mean, my album is called All the Best Choices All the Time. It was re- recorded, um, actually a terrible decision. It was recorded the midterms of 2018, so November 6, 2018. Um, it was like people were, I didn't realize that that was the night of the midterms when I booked the taping, <laughs> but um, it turned out to be a lot of fun. And it's sort of like about at that point when I recorded, it was released in the spring of 2019 about moving to the U S with my Muslim wife right before Trump <laughs> and just, and also leaving a career in law for comedy. So just making all the best choices all of the time. And um that was Another the best horrible. time to move here. <laughs> I mean, we moved in April 2016. I was like, oh my God, we're going to be here for Hillary Clinton. I was, I've been like, now I'm used to everything being terrible, but at the beginning, I just had not experienced anything bad in my life. <laughs> my wife is Palestinian. So she just sort of like rolled with the punches, but you know, I'm, I'm a privileged white woman. So um, the only thing I've ever been denied. The only thing I've ever been denied is Hillary Clinton. So I, I was having a time of it. I was at the marches. I was resisting, you know. Um, I mean, I still am to a certain extent, but yeah, it was. Um, so that was the album. The problem, I will just say with the album, this is another horrible choice, but I um, I don't know if people are talking about this, but anyway, I, I signed a contract with uh, Broken Giant. They've been very nice about it, but they were trying to get a certain kind of royalty. Did you guys, you know about this whole thing in comedy? Yeah. Yeah. I anyway, oh, so, yeah, my al- yeah, yeah. so my album is not on Sirius and it's not playing on Sirius and it's not on Spotify. Um, so if you would like to hear my album, it's very underground at this point. It's, um, it's hard to find. It's got a lot of cachet. It's, um, I guess you could hear it on Apple. 
or uh, as you mentioned on the 100 pound gorilla website because they were the one the label that recorded it i'm going to record a new album uh it's been a while since the last one and i'm gonna do it i think in may or june in brooklyn and how many of you guys think this is a good album title because i have a monthly show in brooklyn called sandwich and it is the third Saturday of every month. The next one is February 18th at Union Hall in in Brooklyn that I co-host with um, a very funny comic named Gastor Almonte. And we give away a sandwich, a different, amazing, huge sandwich that Gastor, not me, finds every month. And um, also comic sandwich, new material between a, that's a concept. So I was, I've been going through a hard time. Um, COVID, working together with my wife, um, here, she's just coming in. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, is that more wine? This is what she's getting. <laughs> oh, hell I mean, yeah. listen, that's like not bad. I know as I'm like, I've been really hard with my wife. Oh, more wine, honey. Thank you. It's good now. It's good now, but it was a difficult time. And I was trying to like be normal and project sort of positive to like basically normal vibes backstage. And anyways, I was at a show and the host was like, how would you like to be, how would you like to be introduced? And I said, if you can tell people I have a show tomorrow night called Sandwich, and he's like, sure, no problem. And then he goes out on stage and he's like, everyone, your next act, very funny, performs every, whatever. She has a show tomorrow night called Sad Witch. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like you are picking up what I'm, I think I'm not putting down. So I think that that might be the next album. I think it's going to be called Sad Witch yeah. and it's going to be about the last couple of years, luckily on the other side of it, but. I like it. Yeah. I mean, sad witch, beaver fever, whichever one you want to go with. (laughs) Well, I mean, unless I re-record like Taylor's version, my album that's not really available anymore um, to try to get it back on Sirius XM, in which case I will do, I think I have some, I think I have stuff about my high school and the beaver on the last album. Anyway, go find it. I think, let me know if that's uh, on there. I haven't heard it in a while. It's at 800poundgorillamedia.com. Jason, thank you for that. Bringing it back, oh, telling yeah. the people where to find it. Yeah, Jason. There's a lot of comedy albums on here. This is crazy. I had no idea this thing existed. Oh, yeah, dude. It's all the way underground. Wow. I fucks with it. A lot of that's... albums on here. So if you're a comedy Trade fan. Trade Seeker, that's where I get a lot of our guests from. Awesome. Underpunk Gorilla Media. Yeah. Well, Jess, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We've got to have you back because this was Anytime. a fun episode to do. And uh, You guys are the best. I love odd couple dynamics. My wife and I had a duo act for a while, little while. She's I'm Jewish, she's Palestinian and Muslim, so we had that. And then Sandwich, my co-host Gastor is a Dominican guy from East New York, Brooklyn, a not gentrified area of Brooklyn. And I'm, you know, me. And so it's also, he would try to teach me, um, or he'd, he'd give, he'd, he'd tell me some slang from Brooklyn that hadn't spread yet. And uh, I'd have to try to guess like what it was, what it meant. And it was, um, it was, it's really fun. So I, I like these kind of um, mismatches. Oh yeah. We're, we cannot get more mismatched than me and Jake. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, we're two, we're two different socks on two different feet, Bubba. Oh yeah. We don't even... <laughs> but it works. We, we make it, it work. Here. Works. But it yes, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. We definitely got to get you back. 
and um, anything we can do to help out. I'm going to put the link in the uh, the show notes so that people know where to go pick up the album. And um, I'm going to put a link to your website as well. JessSolomon.com takes you to uh, her website. And you, you've got like merch and all kind of stuff here. That, oh, uh, yeah. It hasn't been updated in a little while, but it'll take you to a link. Awesome. Shopify or what I don't remember what it is of the stuff that I have with my wife. Anyway, put it up. But otherwise, um, I think the best place to find me is uh on Instagram at Jess underscore Solomon S-A-L-O-M-O-N. And I have a link tree there with a couple of links like to the Tonight Show set and um my uh special that I have with my wife that's free in America. Um it's on a streaming service in Canada called Marriage like of free. Convenience. You can watch that full special and um anyway and at any show live shows that i have i'm starting to book stuff on the road so i'll put it up there awesome and get your pizza cup merch <laughs> oh my God. available now so i'm about to like wrap a slice into <laughs> a cup <laughs> and offend everyone in new york city oh that'd be make a video of it and <laughs> okay i will if it's not tonight i will do it i promise so jacob you got anything you want to throw out there before we leave tonight uh, let's see. I am hosting the seventh annual Touch Biloxi birthday extravaganza on February 18th at the Hotspot Lounge in Gulfport, Mississippi. I haven't done comedy in a while, so I'm going to go up there and have fun and try out some new bits. So, uh, yeah, you guys come see what I've been cooking in the notebook. Yeah, I'll be up there and uh, probably try to do a couple of new jokes that I've written over the last couple of months and see if they actually work. Because I haven't been on stage and like, eight nine months and it i don't like it i like to be on stage yeah i've gotten on stage since i've been attacked so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i win yeah and uh for me uh don't forget <laughs> rocking the sound march 18th 2023 at point cadet in biloxi mississippi it's an all-day music festival go get your tickets at the sound228.com and we're gonna go ahead and walk out the door and if you would like to email us email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com we are at openmicers.com also linktree slash openmicerspodcast takes you everywhere you need to go and you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash openpodcast and we thank you all for hanging out with us and we will see you all next week I've got a beaver fever. <laughs>